Welcome to the Mile 99 interview with your host, Jessica Harris, Mike Turner, and Greg Larkin. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you on the trails. See you out there. See you there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mile 99 Gear Review. We haven't had one in a mile in a while, but we are so excited. Mike is here. Uh, we're going to dive right into Cocodona. We're going to call this episode Sun Gear and Hoodies because that was what social media just blew up about. We saw Mike with his um, sunbrella and his hoodies. Mike, welcome. How are you post Cocodona 250? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Uh, I'm finally kind of getting back into the groove and I took a, a week or two off but I've been running uh, and riding my mountain bike and things feel good. Everything, everything feels good. I think my training was just so strong that I just, my body was ready for the stress. And also a 250 miler, you're going a little slower. You're not beating your body up with that hard drive. You're like a low, you know, low heart rate. So I think it just, it's a little bit easier on the body. It's long, but it's just not as intense. I think. Well, and you made sure to protect yourself against the sun and some of the elements. So let's get into that. You looked fresh as a daisy when you finished. And I think that's due to you not being in the sun a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think I said on the podcast we did the other night that I really think, you know, the your body is like this energy system. It, it really, what you put in is energy, energy in and energy out. So what you preserving the energy you have is very valuable in the desert sun arizona like you're not really sweating because it's a very dry it evaporates but it's very the solar rays are just super intense so it really it drains your body fast and you're out in the sun all day long in cow pastures and deserts and it, it's brutal so yeah. should we dive right into the, your most popular item yeah, I think that would be my <laughs> my umbrella, which is made by Gossamer Gear. It's a lightweight umbrella. I got it. Uh, my daughter Savannah Turner bought it for me for Christmas. It was only thirty nine dollars. They're very popular. I've always been a uh, fan of long distance backpacking. I've not done too much of that, but it's always been in my mind of what I want to do as I get older. So I, I'm always looking at what people are using and the Silver umbrella is what people use in the desert sections of, of the PCT. It's just this, it's a lightweight umbrella. It's six and a half ounces. So it's super lightweight. So when you're carrying it, it doesn't feel like much. It's it, it opens up to almost 38 inches. So it's a good size. It's good for the rain, good for the sun. Like I said, it's only uh, 25 inches long. So it's not super long. So it fits in your backpack. Uh, I have a Black Diamond backpack and it has little side holsters for my poles and it slips right down. If you see some of the pictures, they'll just be sticking in the back. Super lightweight. It was just, you know, I, I mean, it just was great. It has a uh, a 50 plus UPF rating. So it just totally blocks the sun. So when you're out there and it covers kind of like when the sun's high in the sky, it covers most of your body because of the shadow. So it just really took the pressure and the heat off me. So when I would do a, the first section, I usually would get to camp maybe two in the afternoon. And I, I just felt fresh. I can take off my hat under the umbrella. I can let the the wind blow through my hair. It was very nice and very cooling. And people were wondering about 
the wind? If there was any wind, would it kind of catch or was it comfortable? There was a couple, it does come with, you can on the website buy uh, these bungee straps, like five or $6 that come with it. It comes with the kit. I think they're, these are, they're made for a strap into a, a full size backpack. But I found with my pack, I just slipped it through a, a couple slots and in a pocket and it, it just turned out to work fine. So it stuck right in my backpack and I was able to, without the straps, put it on and it, uh, on sometimes where it got a, a little windy because you're not really running, running, especially on later days. You're not. So I tried to run with it and it does bounce around a little bit. When you run, you can just pull it out and hold it in that case. On some really windy situations over 15 miles an hour or a gust, it would catch the wind. But the way it's designed, if it catches the wind, it doesn't. Remember when you're a kid, an umbrella would just fold backwards. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do that. It has a safety feature where it just closes when it catches the wind for some reason. I'm not sure how it, how how that works. That's really cool. So when it ever caught, it would catch and then it, it would collapse. So it worked pretty good in the wind. That's amazing. And then I did see some of your pictures. You actually had the handle in your front pouch, like front pocket. Like if you didn't want to hold it with your hand. Yeah. Uh, how did that work out? That worked. That, that was just a coincidence. My pack has a pocket in the front and it has a little shoulder loop. Mm-hmm. And I just shoved it through the loop and then into the pocket. And it was just, it just, it just worked out by luck. But like I said, I would recommend you try it out at home, maybe buy the bungee straps you can buy on, on the website and try it out to find, find a way that fits nicely. But people loved it out there. There was one other person on the course I heard that had one, but everybody was like, oh, I got to get one of those because you're out in the sun. And most people just, I've tried these like hat capes and bandanas and like floppy hats, but they're also confining to your head and having, even though it's just not very pleasant. So this was a great solution to that. Did you train with it at all? Did you practice hiking with it at all? Or was this the first go? The first go, nothing new on race day, right? And you did it. You did it. Just, yeah, <laughs> the first day uh, we were going through these uh, feign rats, like 10 miles of cow pasture. And I didn't I didn't have it. And I got, end of the day, I was like, man, I need to get the umbrella because it just was miserable. The sun's beating down. It's only 75, 80 degrees, but the sun is just brutal out in Arizona. So the second day I used it. And then the third day I used it. And then by by the Fourth day, I was up in the mountains and in the tree in the in the high forest, so I didn't need it. But definitely, it was a uh, it saved my energy, and it I was able to you know move with more energy and preserve my moisture, preserve my hydration. Just was a, a smart smart choice, I think. And I think that the outside is silver and the inside is black, or is that reverse? What are the yeah. colors? Yeah, the, the inside is black and the outside is silver. And the website says. It's, it's been, it shows that it lowers the temperature by 15 degrees. Wow. But like you could feel, if you put your hand up to it, when you're inside of it, you could feel the the, the radiant heat. And I even have photographs of, of me where you can see this radi- radiating glow across the top of the umbrella. Wow. And, and that covers more of your body than those hats 
or, you know, a wide brim on you or whatever. We did see some jokes on social media that it did look like, like Mary Poppins, Uh um, or people were scheming on how we could attach that to your hat. Um, (laughs) yeah, I think in the eighties, in the eighties had those, uh, umbrella hats that people were wearing for fun. Yep. It should have, I think it should have solar panels and it should make it where I can charge my phone. That would be pretty cool. I think it would be a little heavier then. Yeah, it wouldn't. It be might not have the cool feature to close at that point either. Yeah. So it was cool, but I definitely, I definitely, any kind of long, slow race or a through hike, it's just going to save you energy. It's just a smart choice. And did Cocodona have a required gear list? They had a required gear list for cold weather. Mm-hmm. And, but they didn't, they didn't have any required gear for sun weather. So, and, you know, cold weather is dangerous, but sun is also dangerous. So a number of people were pulled off the course because of their dehydration. It just destroys you. They had a winter, like a cold weather, just like last year when they had the big climb, they had, they had a hydration. You had to carry so much hydration. This one is just about, having certain layers for these cold peaks like Mingus Mountain and Mount Eldon. I see. This might be just on a a list on its own. You need it for all the elements. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd be great. Yeah, it was cool. So I didn't know it was so affordable, too. I think that's really appealing to people. It's not just like wasteful gear. It's a lightweight yeah. umbrella that you could use. I mean, people with kids who are, have them on their back for hiking um, yeah. or long runs like long 250 mile runs. I think it's a good investment. $39. That's awesome. I don't know. You know, definitely for Cocodona, the the name of the game is preserving energy and having enough day after day, your hydration, everything counts. So I think that's the name of the game is anything that can preserve your energy so you can prolong the energy because you're putting in energy, but you're never going to put in enough. So anything to help you out is going to be a, a a game changer. Did you use anything else out there for the sun? I did. I uh, I got into sun hoodies, and I I guess I saw them last year. Last year I wore Columbia long sleeve like hiking shirts, but I after that in the fall I started. I think I saw a few people wearing these really lightweight, like a a running shirt, but it was a hoodie. So I I looked around and in December. I I got a Columbia shirt. When I was in San Diego, it was only thirty dollars. It has a UPF of fifty, so it's kind of like a fishing shirt. I think the brand is like Columbia PFG, which I think is like it's called a tackle hoodie. But so mm-hmm. there, a lot of fishing people have these, and they're like full sleeve, full hoodie, and it's lightweight like a running shirt, and it has the UV protection. One of my pacers was not wearing UV protected clothing and got sunburned through her shirt, so you don't realize that the shirts have this embedded protection. So that was $30. I tried it here in in California. It can be a little bit sweaty because the the fabric, uh, you know, it's not my favorite, but I, then I ended up buying two from REI because I, I kind of, I loved it. And uh, I bought two at REI. They were $50 when I bought them, but actually they're on sale for 35 right now into the year. So and these REI ones, they're really nice. And they're they're called a REI Co-op Sahara Shade Hoodie. And the deal with these is that 
the sizes, I end up getting medium tall. If you ever had a register and they shrink and a year later, your belly is showing. Never right. fun. So I got the, they have a tall version. So you can longer sleeves. It's just a little more covers over your, has a, has a handhold. It also has that UV protection. But funny thing, when I was reading the details, I read that there's a drawstring on the hoodie and I, I didn't even know it. I've had this for a while. There's a little drawstring in there. So you can kind of suck it over your hat. And those are really nice. Was uh, this the was this the green one you were wearing? Yeah, and people, most of the pictures. Everyone loved the green one. Yes, I and mean, so that's the one we're talking about right now. Yeah, right? the green one. Okay. And, but I also bought, in addition to the green, I got one called Deep Marine Heather, which I think that means light gray. <laughs> but the green, everyone just everyone even in the field were like, I love the green. People love green. Yeah, it, it was a very pleasant color. Um, it made you look really, and th that was the tall version, right? I mean, it yeah. looked like it covered, it wasn't short on your wrist. Yeah, that's it had what a nice I, length to it. Yeah, because I'm not super tall. I'm right just under six foot, but I, I do have long arms and I, I don't like my sleeves to be short. They have a thumb hole. So I like it just a little bit longer, especially when, if it's cold. And the hoodies are nice because it was my base layer. So in the morning, or at night when I was running, I, I would just would add a vest, a gore vest over the top. And if it got really cold, I could add a puppy jacket. So when I got hotter, I could just take layers off and I was left with the hoodie. So in, in the nighttime, you can put the hoodie on with another, like a buff over your ears and it was just enough. So it's versatile for nighttime wear as well. How many days did you wear that one? Well, I ended up, I brought three with me. Then I went to Walmart before we started the race and I bought another one because I wanted a fourth one. And this one is a brand called Realtree, which is another fishing brand. Realtree makes a lot of camouflage, a lot of cool. And that was 30 bucks. I got a large one of those. So I had four. Then ironically, Cocodona, the swag bag was in there, was a sun hoodie. They knew. So that's how you, that's how I know I was fashion-wise. I may have finally. At 50 years old, I may have finally hit the mark right. I tagged it. You did. You nailed it. You knew the trend that was coming. And I think what is really interesting, what you did is you looked outside of the running and hiking community for like, what are other people doing to people fishing? You're in the water. The rays are hitting up at you from the water bouncing off or you're sitting in one spot where the sun is for a while. I mean, that's like pretty clever, Mr. Turner. Well, yeah, I just, I just saw these and uh, I just was, I just, I love the idea. And I, I didn't like my head covered with those head capes all the time. Mm -hmm. a flop, floppy hats can be very hot and I just looking for an option. And so I wore a, a white polka hat that I actually got like two weeks before the race. We got it at that, that event we did at the aid station. So I didn't have a hat plan when I left. I had brought a couple of hats, but I didn't really have, that was a perfect hat. I wore that white hat with the hoodie and it was like, and just, it just was a really great, I really was comfortable and it was pleasant. And I just loved it. I was just talking about how much, how many days you wore them because I was just wondering like the ick factor, but <laughs> how, how do wore, these things hold up after so wearing them for a couple of days? 
I wore one a day. So every night I slept about three hours. And when I slept, I fully changed and cleaned up every night. So every night before bed, I would change all my clothes. So I started with a new one each day. And I, I wore the, you know, like nothing new on race day, but I did wear the Coca Dona on race day, the first day. You know, I figured what the heck. Then I also then I I also wore that same Coco Donut shirt, but Savannah cleaned it in a sink or a, a creek somewhere on the last day because I wanted to finish in the same shirt. They weren't super stinky, but I like I said it, it dries so fast in Arizona. You're not really when I wore them here in California, like we went to Mount Diablo, and they can be super sweaty, but out there it's just a, a breeze and it just dried fast and it was perfect for Arizona. Well, I see that they're made with some antimicrobial stuff to inhibit growth and odor causing bacteria. So even if we're sitting in the sweat in California for a while, I, they're made with, um, with fibers that are made to deal, to tackle that, to deal with that. So I think that's a really good talking point for people like me who sweat a lot, but um, still need to stay out of the sun. And I think the trend is so weird to cover our heads um, when we're trying to avoid the heat. I mean, how else are we going to do it? But that's how heat escapes our body as well. So we have sh our shoes on, socks and shoes. That's the other way heat escapes our body. And so then we cover up the other thing that our body uses to cool us down. You know, we can find it because we're trying to keep sun off of us. So I think this is really intuitive and smart for long time in the elements yeah you still want to release energy from your head right so you can't have a really a lot of people had a really thick like cotton hat a flimp and you want a really lightweight hat and a lightweight hoodie so at least you can still release energy by but still protect your head and i do think that's really cool with the antimicrobial fibers that's pretty interesting and again these are on sale at rei $15 off their price. So they're really nice. Good time to buy them. And then at Walmart, they're 30 bucks. So that's nice. Yeah. The too. Walmart ones. Yeah. Those are, and I just went there and they, they sell real tree products and they just for fishing, they're back in the, uh, back in the fishing department. And I grabbed another one just so I had enough. Who would know? I love that. Who would know? Yeah. Now did you, I, so with all that stuff, did you use any sunblock? I did. I used, uh, is that, I hadn't had a lot of sun because it's been, you know, nice in California, but not blazing. So I actually used a spray on my legs religiously. Mm -hmm. And then I used a, a higher, thicker product from my nose and face and stuff. So I, I definitely kept sunblock. And I believe in that's another important factor. Because, again, you don't want to get your calves sunburnt on the first day. Right. Because it, it, it's going to happen. And by day four, if you burn your calves on day one, just one more thing to be unpleasant. And this race is about eliminating as many factors as possible because there's going to be enough factors to deal with. So just reduce any possible problems. Right. And not not to mention that your body has to deal with that, not even just your like mind and but your body has to actively repair anything that you break down during. So if you add a blister, you add a sunburn, your body is using calories that you're trying to shove down to heal those things. So to be 
smart about the sun is really smart. I did see that at a couple points in time, you had fingerless gloves, um, maybe the whole time. I can't really remember, but did, did those have any sun block stuff in them? Yeah, these I've had for a couple of years in their outdoor research. And I bought these a couple of years ago for TRT. It's a fingerless glove. It's the same kind of lightweight, really lightweight fabric that the shirts are made out of. And they're, they're a light gray color. And I, I, I've noticed that your fingers don't really burn, but your, your tops of your hands will burn. Mm-hmm. So again, these are super lightweight. And they're also great if you're wearing poles because they have a little bit of a grip. If, you've, if you have poles for a long time, you realize that your hands get the black on your hands. So it, I just wore these and I, I would wear them even at night. I would just add a glove over these gloves. So I could just wear these gloves all the time. Nice. Keep the sun off. And how much are those? Those were, I checked the website. They're about $32. This particular model wasn't on the website, but they have a newer version. Uh, and we will link all these products in the show notes. So they were like 32 bucks, a little pricey, but- You've had them for a while, right? I, I've had these since TRT 2018. So it's quite a while. And yeah, they're, they're, they're still nice. I just wash them in bleach and they're- yeah, they, they hold up pretty well. So uh, I like those. And again, I even my my gaiters, I had a, several different types of gaiters, not really sun protection, but as far as gear, mm-hmm. picking things that were lightweight, a gator that in the winter, you can have a thick gaiter and it doesn't matter. But in the summer, a thick gaiter is too hot and your feet get hot. So you want a, a nice thin gaiter. So I was trying to pick pick products that were lightweight that I could expel heat but still be protected so that's kind of the trying to find the right balance of of products and i'm i think in arizona you it's really smart to have gators right all the rocks and fine dust and were they like a need to have type of thing it's a lot like uh trt where we live where it's just a very gritty and sandy there's a lot of granite out there and a lot of uh sandstone so you get a lot of grit and you know, it gets in your shoes and then that grit kind of acts like sandpaper and it'll cause blisters. And so really you need to, and, and Auburn, we don't really need to wear gaiters unless mm-hmm. it's brushy, but up there or like in around Tahoe, you, you wear them to keep the sand out. And like, again, on a 50 K, you don't really need to worry about it, but on, on the multiple day race, you're thinking about, okay, what's going to happen on day one or two and how is that going to affect you know, the rest of my days, you can't blister control. I really need to just keep them out, keep them down, keep them small as much as you can. So that gators help. Did you have a favorite brand? Well, the, actually the race company uh, gave us gators. One of their sponsors wow. of the show is uh Katola. Okay. K-H-T-O-L-L-A, and they gave us uh, some gators that are nice, like a lightweight. I brought two ultra brand gators with me. I also brought a pair of Ultimate Direction gaiters with me, but these were very nice because they were kind of in the middle of the of the fabric thicknesses, but they were more durable than the Ultras. So I actually like these. I think I'm going to wear these for a Euchre bar this year. Wonderful. Um, and you tried those out new on race day too? Yeah, of course. You know, nothing new I on think race Air- Yeah, I think Aravipa, they do really well with gear and swag. It's like, People who are running those distances, who are managing from the top, kind of go, 
I kind of, they have a pulse on what might work. So I love that they're giving things that not just a cotton tea, which is cool. Love that. But things that you yeah. can actually use for the race. Yeah, they were great. It was really nice to have those. And but basically that, that was my sun plan was the umbrella was always having the right sun hoodie, having my hands covered, sunblock for sure. And just trying to preserve any energy I had. That was the plan. And we we did talk about the gloves because you used them for poles. Did you carry your poles the whole time? Did you have a plan for that? You know what's funny? I I was going to I was going to plan to use my poles, and probably I would say 70 percent of the people have their poles most of the time. But I have found with poles, they help me uphill. And they're very helpful down a steep hill for stability. But oh, I've, okay. not, I've not found them very useful or necessary for a long, flat grind. They're just kind of following along in the air. You know, I don't know if that's super helpful, but uphill, downhill, they physically, you're using them to really just use your upper body to take some of the pressure off. So I, I didn't use them very much. I had thought I would use them more, but I ended up, not using them much at all. I just took them for the climbs and the descends, and I just really one one less thing to carry. I was trying to be, uh, you know, people know me for carrying unnecessary amounts of crap. Trying to be smarter as I got older, and that's vastly different than how you used poles the year before, where you used them literally to walk. Um, so I love, I love that comparison. I will never forget you coming into an aid station and I, uh, Brian Paisley came in and said, oh yeah, he's just, he's a little bit back there. Uh, and he gave me the, he's got a lot of heart. And I was like, oh, great. And I just remember you coming in and seeing only your shadow. You literally look like a spider because you had so many like poles and arms and legs coming and there's kind of a shadow. I was like, oh, yep. So. Poles are good for flats if you're not standing upright. <laughs> they will keep you upright or keep oh, you moving a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they are. If things go south, they definitely are a lifesaver because last year I had that um, back problem, that the ultra lean, and, and it was just a, I've gone through and I figured out the answer to that, and I've talked about it on the podcast. And Yeah, we'll I, make sure to link that podcast too because it has yeah. a lot of information about what you think went wrong with your DNF to what you did right for your redemption. Is there a brand of pools that you like specifically? Well, no, cause they're so expensive. Okay. But I, I, you get what you get. Uh, but I do, <laughs> I mean, I have, I have black diamond and they're also on sale. I got mine nice. one sixty, but they're currently on into the season, the one thirty right now, one twenty-seven. and the black diamonds come in predetermined sizes. So you can get ones that are, didn't have different sizes that are adjustable, but they also have, if you know your size, you can pick a pole that just folds up and it's always the same size. So mine are, black diamonds are like, they're under 200 grams a piece as far as weight goes, they're super light. But a lot of people have leaky. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Leaky, that's the other, the cooler, colorful brand. Like and those are oh, yeah. like $100 more expensive than black diamonds. So it depends on, you know, well, I know that you like black diamond. The pulls, um, I think we're around 150, but your pack is now on sale for 127. So, do you want to? Did you buy those uh, 
the same brand on purpose? No, but it was very nice because the, the black diamond pack has two side poles, side side holes outside of the pack that can hold an ice an ice hammer, an ice pick for wow. if you're snowshoeing. Has a little clasp for that. You can put your poles in there, you can put your umbrella in there. And it's not affected by what's in your pack. So you can so you can pack your pack full of stuff and you can still have space. So it is nice. Uh, there's a lot of backpacks on the market. A lot of people, a lot of the other brands of backpacks, Solomon sells a holster like, like a Robin Hood. It kind of goes in the back. You've seen those. It's like a, they can, uh, it bounces around. Some people have just bungee cord to their waist and that bounces around. So this backpack, one of the good things about it is it does hold gear well. It's not great for like access to supplies. It's very limited, but it is nice for that for the for the what it holds. Were the poles on the, your front, or were they on the outside back? Where were they're, they? They're on the sides of the back, so they're they're. Oh, okay. So you can grab them over your shoulder, but they're on the 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 sides, one on each side of your back. It's a good little stretch halfway through. I hope no. I hope your crew yeah. and pacers didn't help oh. you. They're like, no, get that stretch and yeah, get you it yourself. Like a, like a, when you're stre- stretching your uh, tri what do they call your uh, tripods? Triceps. Triceps, yeah, yeah that's what you do. So if you're like me, you're not sponsored. You you get what you get. And you try things out, and and you nothing's nothing's perfect, but you mm-hmm. make the best of it. And yeah, these poles have worked good for me. I, I did break a black diamond pole, but I was able to get a epoxy on a brass sleeve, and I was able to repair it myself. So. Yeah, it was, they were nice. I mean, it, it was worked out well enough. And your pack, how much, was that like a hiking backpack or was it a running pack? What was it? I, I recently bought it to do like fast packing. It's a 15 liter pack, which is bigger than a normal pack, but not too big. It's like a, like a high school backpack size, you know? And so okay. you think about, and the idea was I bought it to do fast packing, but when I, when I packed it full of, my ultralight backpack gear, it's really not big enough. I think you need like a 20 or 25 liter for that. So this one is, has been my hundred miler pack or anytime I do a long 30, 40 mile training run, this is like what I'll take. Is it, it's like, like a big stuff sack and you can put everything in there. It's just a good, you can put a bladder in the back and two bottles on the front. And it, you know, I, I did, I had to have shorts with pockets because the pack doesn't hold like Solomon. You can like stuff burritos in the side and there's all kinds of spots for Solomon. You wore worn Solomon. This one is like, there's no space in the front. So I, I had to have pockets to put like my, my Bobo muffins in. You used to be really um, excited about that fanny pack or that snack pack you used to. I didn't see that. What? Why not? I, well, because of the, of the heat, it was. It's, I wear those around here, especially mountain bike riding, and I'll wear them for like a five or ten mile run, mm-hmm. especially in the winter. But in the summer, I they're nice, but they're just too hot because they, they they it's like a belt on your shirt, so your shirt no longer can open up in, in the wind. It's just too constricting, and I I just said as long as I have pockets, I can put, you know six hours with the food in my pockets and then that was that worked out good so trying to find a a workaround 
Yeah, I think that we need to plug the women market for having pockets and running shorts. We have teeny tiny pockets in our running shorts. So I still, even if I have a big day, I have to make sure my pack has enough room to carry everything because, or add something around my waist. So what kind of shorts did you wear? You know, I, I'm not, I've not really been a big uh, purchaser of like a bunch of name brand stuff, but I typically go to big five uh-huh. and I, they're still $35. They're not like they're cheap. Right. Did like Nike brand or various, whatever. Big five has enough selection of shorts. I did buy a couple more pair. It was a little bit shorter and so, you know, and just kind of good pockets. And I don't know what brands any of those are, but big five has inexpensive starter clothes for runners. You don't need to. Well, I don't think that you're a starter anymore. It's like practical, it's, you know, yeah. um, it's you kind of spend your money on what matters for you. So I think that's a good talking point too. Like not everything has to be name brand. Yeah, a lot of my shorts that I wear are like old Navy, like $5 clearance. Cause I just, that's just what I, and then I have $65 shorts, you know, and sometimes I don't notice the difference. So yeah, your Lulu's, your Lululemons. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I love those shorts so much, but, and I wore them for racing, but for training and stuff, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I mean, it's with inflation and things are pricey and this in gear is pricey so you know i'm like in shoes we go through so many shoes a year right it's not like people say oh you should run you just gotta get a pair of shoes now you need it adds up fast it's not a it adds right. up and i think in our episode with you um episode 68 we talked about your shoe and your shoe experience so if anyone wants to hear more about that we can go to episode uh 68 for that any anything that you did gear related that that we didn't touch on that you maybe are passionate about well we are going to do another gear review in two weeks and it'll be crew life we're going to talk about what i use in my camp and i had some new new products i used a jackery solar charger and a jackery battery pack for all of our charging So they're pretty cool. So what we're going to get into the Jackery products. And I know for a fact that Jamil uses the same product. I saw him in his truck. So I know. We're going to talk about how to set up camp and the pop-up tent and how nice chest and how it all, what it's like to move a camp 14 times in four and a half days. That's amazing. Any gear that you used um, for recovery? Well, I did use a, I got for a gift something called Roll Recovery. And this is a product. This is an R8. looks like a big clamp, uh-huh. a big plastic clamp with two with these four-inch wheels and springs and levers. It looks pretty intimidating. So you put it on your quad and it just clamps on there and you just roll it up and down. I did use that every time I was in an A station. Every time. Wow. Every time I would just roll. Everything, every time I was there, every single time, because, you know, you get cramping and all kinds of stuff's going wrong. So you want to, so I use that every time I was at camp, my, uh, this roll recovery and they're not, they're not cheap, but I think I got it as a gift for Christmas. It was great. I did. I didn't bring any other 
rolling devices, but just that that's really a good product to use. Some of the new rollers and massage guns and stuff need charging. So it's good to have something that doesn't need power um, that works for you to get the body moving. Yeah. So that was really it as far as gear. I think we covered all of the things that, I mean, I, I mean, I wore the same shorts I wear for running here in town. I wore the same underwear I use for running. I don't really, I did wear, I did buy a couple of years ago. I bought some men's capris. They're made for men. Men can mm-hmm. wear capris, just saying. Yes. And I bought a couple of those. People know that I run, I'm always cold. So I have, I like to have layers for every temperature. So I had, I have like three pair of capris and a pair of, a couple of pair of long pants. I would wear the capris in the evening under mm-hmm. my shorts, but I actually wore hiking pants overnight twice, regular traditional hiking pants. Cause you're not really, it's cool enough, but so it's a nice to have a nice pair of pants just to keep warm and you're not really running at night. So that I did wear hiking pants and those are, I think they're Arcteric brand. They're pretty nice, but I wore them for Yucca Bar. They're a great multi-purpose hiking pants. Awesome. I love that. And uh, my shoes are, I tried uh, Brooks Cascadia 16s. I had not worn Brooks in like five or six years, and I wore them for training. Uh, you know, didn't work out super great. I ended up getting some warranty, and I'm now wearing a Caldera. Brooks Caldera mm-hmm. that they gave me, but there was some ripping in the in the models. All of the models I they kind of all ripped, and so I was getting sand in my shoes. Do you think you'll pack duct tape next time? Yeah, I didn't have any duct tape. We all the people, <laughs> I I needed duct tape, and I just didn't have any. And sock wise, that's another thing. Uh, socks are I use in gingies because. It's one less thing to worry about. People, some people use toe loop and toe gel and various stuff, but some people have no problems. But I have problems with blisters. And gingies are just, it's one less thing to worry about. I would tape up my feet, all my toes taped up, the bottoms taped up, my heels, everything taped up, putting gingies on. I change them about every 30 miles. Mm-hmm. So bring a lot of the same brand is better. Don't just like bring everything you have. Only bring what you actually like because it's just extra stuff. So I right. I didn't I didn't bring enough in gingies because I so they ended up finding some at a local store and I, I brought like four pair while we were down there. So I told her to have enough because just buy, bring what you like and bring a lot of it, but change your socks a lot. And to yeah. me, and gingies and gingies work great. I've not tried the other brands. I Exoskin, I've not, I just have not tried them yet. And gingies are popular and you can usually catch them on sale at the end of the season too, which is nice. They are pricey, but they usually hang around for a while. And if you, even Amazon has them on sale sometimes too. So that's nice. Yeah. If you, if you plan to do a long run right now is a good time to start looking at products because like I said, the, the shirts are on sale, the backpacks are on sale, the umbrella, everything is, everything is on sale right now. That's awesome. So they heard that we were going to do a podcast about them. They're like, hurry, let's put things on sale. So I hope it will tag, we'll tag all the companies and maybe they'll <laughs> get, keep our lights on. That's right, you know? And you know what? Our listeners can do the same too. Um, they can follow us on Facebook, which is awesome. 
our Instagram, the mile 99 interviews where you'll get the latest posts there the most. We have our Patreon, which has exclusive content, which I think is so cool. You get a really up close and intimate discussion with our guests after we kind of you hear us say goodbye, we get to start back up and get some more extra details and answer some of the questions in the chat that we don't get to. So head over to our Patreon. It's only $2 a month. And whether you, whether you are watching on Facebook Live or watching on Zoom, you can jump over to Patreon and there's a link to get on the live, on the live show, which is at that point closed. So you can access it right there on the page which I think is just awesome. It's been so fun to get new Patreon and then they're on our post show and we just get to talk to them and you guys have access to us if you have any questions for us as well. So head over there, $2 a month. If you don't want a reoccurring fee, because I know sometimes that's annoying, we do have our Venmo set up, which is at the Mile 99 interview and you can give us a one-time contribution. We're always so thankful. So head over, there's all our socials. Thanks, Mike, for putting this all together. I know people really want to know what's going on with all your gear, and you were looking super dapper. So thanks for coming on and giving us the scoop on everything that you wore for Coca Dona 250, and maybe maybe a future 200. We don't even know. Maybe another we, another hundred coming this year. Who knows? We don't know. We'll have to find out. But uh, awesome. Thanks, Jessica, and everybody. Well, we'll see you on the trails. We'll see you. Bye, guys. Bye.